Hello and welcome to Building Brand You, the show where we help you to accelerate your success, getting you more clients, more revenue, more business and more opportunities by unlocking your greatest asset, you. My name is Kim Hamer and I'm an international business coach and serial entrepreneur. This podcast is designed for you to help you unlock what you already have and to give you a whole host of tools and techniques that can help you to accelerate your success by building your own brand you. Welcome to this feature length episode of Building Brand You. Today I am thrilled to introduce my special guest David Rattray. More commonly known as Eddie, David can help you communicate more effectively so you can sell your skills, your products, and your services. Eddie is an entrepreneur who specializes in writing and communications that connects with audiences. He is an acclaimed business writer who writes brochures, corporate videos, and campaigns for some of the world's biggest brands. He is also the managing partner of Value Genie, a specialist company that works to unlock the value in your business and helps to commercialize your IP. Eddie is a co-owner of the communications, media, and PR website, All Media Scotland, and he's also an award-winning screenwriter. His screenplay, Wasters, is currently in development in Hollywood. Eddie uses his skills and experience to help you to understand the power of words and their ability to connect you with your audience. If you're looking for coaching, mentoring, communications and writing, or someone to guide you through the commercialization of your IP, I can think of no better person to speak to. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Eddie Rattray. Good morning, Eddie. How are you today? Thanks for joining me. Oh, no, it's, it's great, great to be here. Yeah, I think, no, I think I'm all right. Yeah, you think you're all right? You think you're all right? Well, yeah. let's see whether we can improve let's that see. situation by the end of this conversation, shall Good. we? Good, yeah. yeah. Uh, you could uh, start uh, by telling us a little bit about who you are, who David Rattray is, why yeah. we call you Eddie, um, oh, and tell us a right. bit about, about your story and who you are. Okay, well, you, you're correct. My name for legal purposes is, is David Edward Rattray. It's just that I'm the managing partner of an agency called Value Genie, and uh, we've got too many Davids. So whenever we're on a Zoom meeting or a, a Skype, it, it just is to avoid confusion. I, I, I use my middle name, Eddie. So you know me as Eddie, but uh, I that is, I am actually David Rattray. What's my story? Well, I'm, I'm known for primarily for being a writer and for working uh, with messaging and communications. But I started off actually at university and I studied animal behavior and I did a PhD in social insects, which is a strange place to start because my very next step was I started writing articles for magazines. Um, and I got into that when I was just 20. I literally, I got given a book. It was called like, uh, I think it's on my shelf up there, called Magazine Writing That Sells, I think it was called. And in it, it explained a process by which I think, I, I don't know that it exists today, but this is what you did back then, was that you phoned up the magazines and you pitched ideas to them. I, so I, I called a number of magazines and said, oh, would you like a, an article on this and that? And, I, and they said, yes, but obviously they haven't seen your work at that point. 
that's how I got started. And this is, I don't usually tell people this, but now this is going out to the world. So I started off writing for The Lady magazine, which is a magazine for, uh, usually for, for uh, middle class and upper middle class ladies who, who are trying to find nannies. But I, so I used to write uh, articles on natural history. And that's where I started writing. And it wasn't long after that, really, I, I say I was very lucky in that I was a long time before I got rejection. So I started writing and then somebody asked me if I could write comedy. And I said, yes. And I think that's a, that's, that's a, a thing that, that uh, maybe for your audience, if someone asks you if you can do something, you'll know if you really, if you really can't. But if, if you think you can, just say yes and find out how to do it. Um, and that's happened many times in my life. So I said yes. And then I, then I started writing comedy for the television. And uh, I went down to, uh, I moved down from Scotland, where I am now. And I went to work for, in, for TV companies in London. And I wrote uh, TV uh, material. And then another time uh, I had a meeting and somebody said to me, uh, Eddie, uh, you write, uh, you, you're a script reader. And this was a mess. I didn't understand actually what they meant. What they actually meant was that you're a person that reads scripts and assesses them. But I just said, yes. And then they said, great, I've got a load of work for you. And they handed me these, all of these, uh, this, these holdalls full of screenplays, things to, to assess. So that's actually how I got into, into say, further developing uh, my uh, writing. So I got a job. Then I worked as a script reader for, for several production companies. And alongside that, um, I was doing my other kind of business interests. And that's how I picked up the business side of it and those, uh, and those things. So uh, that's a, a, a version of, 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 of what happened. I say I can't quite remember all the cro- chronology of it. But I think by the time I was 20, 25, I'd written, I'd written for magazines um, and I, had, uh, I, I was a commissioned writer for TV and working in uh, sitcom development and things. So I think that takes me up to about tw- the age of 25. And then, uh, then my wife's mother was diagnosed with terminal cancer. So it was a very easy de- decision to make. I just packed up and we moved back up to Scotland. So I stopped writing for a while and that's where I kind of had to concentrate on obviously helping and support the family and um, doing other business things on the side. So that's how I have a portfolio of other business interests and things. So that's, that's when I started, I didn't realize it, but that's when I started being an entrepreneur, (laughs) which, which just means starting businesses that go wrong. Oh, I hope not. (laughs) Well, it, it did to start with because there's so many skills and things that you need to have. Yeah, and I think that, but 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 over the next decade, then I, you know, I learned quite a lot about what was needed to be to be successful in business. So that's that's why, if you look up on my LinkedIn, you'll see that I am the co-owner of All Media Scotland, and I've got several other business uh, business interests. So I'm really interested in mm-hmm. how you. Like, what was it that interested you in social insects? Um, that is there a thread that yeah, that yeah. leads from social insects and animal behaviour to writing, well, assessing? Well, yeah. The, well, the part. Else? Well, the, well, the part of my PhD was really to, was to do with communication. So I suppose, and it was actually, it was. I think the title of it was was actually the organisational behaviour in the Vespinae, which is 
wasps so so i was actually trying to work out and uh think how how they communicate how you know how do these these little creatures coordinate their efforts to build and maintain the the nest which has different elements to it it's got a reproductive comb it's got it's got structural elements for, for protection support it was how how do they you know how do they do that so yeah this i would say that would be why the the things from it that i've taken forward are were to do to, we were to do with communication and i suppose mm. when you when you're 20 or something you don't really know what you want to to do so you just do things which are well i did i chose things which were inter- of interest to me mm. and do you think so, you'd ever go back to studying in that formal way again or no not not really i mean i made a decision i think with they think that it that it that it wasn't for me it would have been an easier path for me to just just to stay in academia and things but i i wanted to do other other things you know i'm also a, mu- uh, a musician as well uh, so i wanted to do i wanted to do my other interests and and stuff so now i, I don't th- i don't think i would go i don't think i'd go back to that from what i know of you eddie it's it's yeah. a bit more about oh, this looks interesting. I might just go and learn it and see how I can adapt it as part of either my life or my business or something I can do with my clients or... Well, that's what, like that, yeah, I think it? that's what I always did. I think, I think one of the, the key things that I, that, uh, I've, that I have always done is, is, is been involved in, in learning and continuing to develop and learn different things. So um, I've, I've, you know, I've learned a range of different skills, which I say, which I say the majority of the skills I actually learned were around about 2008. So um, we were talking just before this about 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 my situation. So I live here in Scotland and I, uh, I used to live in the new town in Edinburgh, which is, is, is fairly nice and stuff. And I made a decision. Well, we made a decision that we would move out from the city and we bought these two houses that were next door to each other for a ridiculously small amount of money back uh, 20 years ago and that then gave me the freedom as it were to, to develop my other business interests entrepreneurial things because then we didn't have such a I didn't have this crippling mortgage and things to deal with and literally um, I think the, the very day that we decided that I, that I would go on my own um, was the day that they announced the big crash, stock market crash and things of 2008. So that was a tough time. What did I do for that whole year? I had a few uh, a few clients, consulting clients that I consulted with, but really I came to where I am here, which is my, my studio, and I spent a year learning things. I signed up to, uh, at the time it was called lynda.com. It's now been brought into LinkedIn and... Um, it uh, is a uh, you know had a whole range of skills and other other learning platforms. So in the early days, like Udemy, I'm not sure if Udemy was around at that time, but, but these kind of things, and I literally learned to do lots of things, which 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 I would need to do for an entrepreneur. Because prior to that, I did have a job and I was in a client services director, and I had a whole load of staff. So if I wanted a logo made up, I could ask people, go oh, go make a logo, and, I, and then I could review. The designs and say so, yeah, and then, and then on that day in two thousand and eight, I found myself in this room needing a logo and a name for a business and having to do everything. So that's what I did, and I diligently did it. I came through here, I put my suit on as if I was going to work, and I came through here and I learned eight, ten hours a day different things: how to build websites, how to do 
uh, marketing campaigns, how to do all the automation and stuff. And then during the course of that, then that led on to me, I developed a, a few training courses. So I launched, well, I did a couple of things. I, I had an online guitar school. Mm -hmm. which is that was a crazy thing i went to i found these gypsy guitar players virtuoso gypsy guitar players in holland and I, I went out to there stayed with the gypsies and lived in the caravan for a month then i got a film crew from belgium and we filmed it and we put together an, an online guitar school and then i had a, a course because i'd been developing um, my kind of business side i was using linkedin a lot to 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 do that so i um i found a system that worked and some people that i knew other consultants said to me oh you should put that together in a in a course and if you did i would you know i'd sell it for you so i did so that that led to me learning how to package ip and put that online mm. so that's how I got into 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 expanding my business interests. So it was. Would you say it was sort of more opportunistic? Um, you just learned things, and then opportunities came. Or did you set out to create something specific? I, I, well, I didn't set, set, set out. I would have to say op opportunistic things. Or, or, always that you know you're surrounded. Uh, a friend of mine said you, you're um, you know you're never six foot more than six foot away from a rat. Or, or an opportunity. So whether Ooh. that be on your phone, you know, like, like here, we've got the internet. So uh, I think so. So yeah, there's always opportunities. I think I'd always, I've always been interested in production and, and publishing and stuff. So I think that, that, that aspect appealed to me. So I think that was, that, well, that was, that, that was the need that, that I had in, in, inside was, was mm. to learn, was to learn how to do it. And I think a lot of people, especially if your audience probably have got IP and idea and things that they want to do. Yeah, no, I did actually actively invest in that because I took a course with Brendan Burchard back again around about 2008 when it was the, the start of learning how to package your mm. IP and put it together. So no, it was, it, so it was intentional, but the actual ways that I, the products that I took to market were, were opportunistic. Mm, yeah, I think that's a, that's a great lesson. This podcast goes out to all sorts of people, but yeah. uh, regardless of whether you are in a job or career or you are uh, building your own business or just starting out, I think there's something to be said for creating sort of the shape or the framework of what you want. Like you mentioned there, this interest in production and publishing, um, and then seeing what falls your way to make that happen. I certainly know that that's what happened with building brand you I was I sort of set the framework for something in yeah. terms of coaching and uh, marketing and and business but actually how the opportunities have worked have have led me down the path of, of of building brand you and a couple of other things so it feels like set the framework but don't get too hung up on on all the, the one two three steps maybe well I, th I think yeah that's that's interesting I, I think I think that there's something inside you that knows what you can or can't do, right? Whether you, whether you can't actually, you haven't achieved that great goal yet. You know, you know, I've never had, for instance, a d desire to, uh, to, uh, you know, run a marathon in under four hours or something. I've never had that. And I, I guess that's because I probably my body and things knows it doesn't want to do that or can't do that. But the things that I have done, like music I've, I've recorded, I've done six, six albums. 
I've written, as you know, I've written uh, screenplays and I might come on to that and things, movies mm. and stuff. So I think, you know, that if there's a, an urge or a desire for what you want to achieve in building, in building brand new and the things that you want to do. Um, however, knowing that, you know, knowing the next, you only really need to know the next, the next step. And I think you, but you do also have to know what, what you aren't good at mm. and what, where you're going to need help. Because I think that's a key key thing. Because you know, I, I okay, I wanted to do I wanted to do this with a business and have my, a, a business, and I did. I you know, I'd work for other people. I'd I'd seen it. I, the things that I thought were, were easy, you know, obviously, then you learn that you don't have those skills and things. Mm. So the things that I I don't know. So you then actively just have to have to work at them. You know, the things that you can because everything that you really want to do in life is outside your comfort zone. Yeah. And so it is, and it's easy to just stay there and not do things. You know, I, I can look back and think, oh, I should have done those things five or 10 years before. Mm. And, they, and they were, and, you know, in some ways they were a lot easier than I thought. And some of the, the things that I thought would be easy were harder that, that's just that's that, that's that's the that's the way of it so i think when you're crafting crafting out this thing thing for you, you you just have to have that have have that framework like you said into in play in in place mm. work, work to kind of fill the gaps yeah i i agree i think the other thing for me too was sometimes we think we're going to be okay good at stuff and we come up against it and go oh actually I need some help. So I'm a marketer and I had worked for years in corporate marketing. And when it came to actually building my own brand and my own stuff, I actually found it quite hard. I found it hard to be specific. I found it hard to have a lens of what other people saw about me and what I could bring that was particularly yeah. unique. And it took me a little while to explore that and and uncover what that was because I didn't start out as building brand new two and a half years ago you know it was a more general business and so I think that was a big surprise for me how how tough I kind of thought well come on I'm a marketer I should be able to do this like that you know but the other things I think that have been really empowering for me was the not just the understanding what I'm not good at the working to get enough knowledge to understand how much I need to know and then finding people to do the detail. Um, so things like uh, I, I'm good at numbers, I'm good at forecasting, I'm not an accountant, I don't know the tax rules, I don't understand VAT. So I have an accountant and I also have an assistant who just does my bookkeeping and manages zero and, and looks at all of those things for me because I could learn them, but actually I think about, okay, so what, what are the things I really need to learn to grow my business versus yeah. do the admin of it, I think has been a bit of a lesson for me as well coming out of corporate. Yeah, I think that's a, cha- that's a challenge for all entrepreneurs or, or people um, or, or many people of your audience would, would be, you know, you've, got to, uh, you've got to really kind of push things like that to people who are really good at it. And let them let them excel and shine at that. You know, they, they you know, maybe they aren't going to be developing and uh, they don't have the urge and desire to develop a course like building brand new or things. 
but they they're really good at being accountants and stuff and you have to let them let them do that because uh, obviously that's the thing when you're when you're in charge because you're in charge of the whole vision at the start but you've got to you've got to parcel that on so i that's one thing that i did in in business i, I say i formed uh, a content marketing agency uh, again that was another opportunistic thing I, I had a phone call i'd done some work um with somebody who used to be uh, work at the scotsman newspaper i i designed a a uh, business product and newsletter type thing and he left there i didn't know this but he left and he went to uh, stv and then he phoned me one friday well, from friday night i was here in this here in my office and he said uh, uh eddie you know all about content guess what i guess what the answer is well you have to say you have to reply and say yes, yes. so i said yes he said he said great he said well if you can get a team together by monday i've got a contract and you went sure <laughs> i went yeah I, yeah yeah and that was it and so but so then so then i and i did so that's how i got in but that led to me hiring a whole load of people again i was probably earlier early on at that in that i had journalists because at that time lots of journalists were being laid off from newspapers and things it was just the start of that kind of thing 2008 so there were people then who wanted to work in their home so i had this system where i could send them stuff articles for them to write and i had a, a central uh, uh, lms that then Sorry, it wasn't LMS. Uh, it was a C, uh, CMS, and it pumped it pumped the uh, the the uh, content to the clients. So uh, so we started off. So my content marketing agency started off with a with a big contract for uh, STV, which is the uh, which is the ITV for Scotland here. Yeah. So we wrote we were at the news and the entertainment news, and we did that for I think about six years because it was opportunistic and it had to happen that quickly. For a while, I hadn't designed, but I didn't have that scope of designing the business. And I had just so many day-to-day tasks that I was really kind of, I was roped to it for a long while. So it took me a couple of years before I could actually get away from that. So that's if there's a, if there's a lesson, lesson there. Mm. but that gave me a team of freelancers and i so and i and people who some of i used to to this day who in 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 other businesses yeah don't 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 be don't be afraid to uh you have to put your trust in other people Mm. and to get them to get them to do the parts that you can't do yeah and speaking that's a lovely segue actually eddie um putting your Mm. trust in people because we've been working together um, on various projects for about a year together now, a year, maybe a little bit longer. That's long. Yeah. It's longer than a year. Yeah. Oh goodness. Just, you said yeah. that like it felt like forever. No, it didn't seem like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And and one of the things that we've been doing recently is thinking about how you develop your brand story by using metaphor. And mm. it's been a really, I think it's been a really powerful exercise for for me, for my own brand. But what I have seen so much in working with other people is is that we're not clear often on what the story and the link to the metaphor is for the brand. And there's so much, I guess, mixing of metaphors and imagery and all of that sort of thing. And because I started to see it so often after we'd had the conversation about doing it for my brand, I thought, I think this would be a really interesting um, exploration on building brand you for people who are out there listening, whether it's your branding, your business, or whether you're thinking about you and your company as a brand. I'd love to explore with you this idea of the power of metaphor and why it matters when we tell our story using metaphor. 
Okay, yeah, well, it matters hugely. Well, we're creatures of stories, uh, so that's what, what, what we really are. If you think about it, probably your earliest memories of you, it might be of, of a parent reading to you in stories. So we view things with stories. If if you ask something like, like we uh, we started t- today with a thing of you know how are you doing, and but you tell people in a story. I don't. You, I didn't give you a data sheet. I didn't say that you know with with when I, when I woke up or what what I had to eat with a list of things. We 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 tell stories. We might tell them slightly out of turn when when we use drama and things. So so we're creatures of story and. As a result, then, if you want to be to make communicate our brand or our concept to people, then we can tap into things which already exist. So, some one of those are metaphors, uh, metaphorical concepts, and the other ones are kind of archetypal ones. So, these are two things which can be very useful because you want to be congruent. You want to make a connection to people. So if we're just started to, to uh, let's, and uh, as you know, I've written um, uh, brochures and things and, and uh, speeches for, for things. So if, imagine if, if as a CEO, you stand, stand up and you start talking about, um, yeah, this year we will see a step change and we will, you know, we'll drive forward and gears and engine. That's a metaphor. If I then start to say, you know, we, we've planted some seeds, which will then we were then going to f- nourish and and they will bloom into things. It's it's a mixed metaphor. So although it works with people, it plants an imagery in 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 people's heads. It's well, straight away we've we have mixed our metaphors and it seems less congruent. I'll say that's not together. Mm. So that's why why it's it's important when you find a metaphor for your business or your idea that you can follow it through. And um, one of the things which I think we, you found or, or, or typically uh, uh, that, that, uh, mm. that I find working with people like yourself is that you are working as a, as a mentor, as a coach. So mm. that, that fits into a story archetype or a brand archetype, which is that, the one of being a mentor with a plan. There are other archetypes that exist. If we think of Harley Davidson, Harley Davidson are... Uh, are the typical now the typical outlaw is their arch- archetype so if we look at their marketing materials we'll see that it's all about about getting out on the road and being an outlaw and out but it wasn't always the case if you look at, at uh, harley davidson before they discovered that if we go back to the 1930s and you look through their uh, catalogs you'll see that they were alongside all the others brands where, where motorcycles were a new thing exciting but dangerous so if you look at an early Harley Davidson thing, you'll see, honestly, them saying Harley Davidson, the safest ride that mm. you'll ever have. Now, you'll never, they would never do that today. But of course, but because they didn't know, and it was to say the market was just coming together and they didn't have a unique positioning. But mm. when you do, then it makes sense. It makes it easier then to decide what you're going to do or what you aren't going to do, because everything you're going to say conforms to, to that archetype. So mm. If we take the case of someone who's a coach, a life coach, then you're a mentor with a plan. That means that you're you have to come across as saying, just saying, I walked the path. I know the way. I can help you avoid the pitfalls. We have a compass. Yeah, we can stay out of the swamp. These are words then that make it easiest for us to write marketing materials that then connect and 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 are are, are congruent and resonant. I think I think when you were just talking then, because yeah. because we've talked about it a lot for yeah. my brand and, and a couple of others, but as you were talking then, what struck me was as you were talking, I had an image. 
Mm. So all of a sudden I could think about walking down the path. I've got a compass in my hand. Oh, there's a swamp over there. I want to avoid it. it like it actually became a very visual thing yeah. as you spoke about it. So I, I guess what what I've noticed when I hear it um, in other people is it might be all about, you know, navigating and setting your sails and and you know, sailing towards the horizon and all of that sort of thing. So now I've got this lovely image of the boat and the wind and the sails and the horizon, all that sort of thing. And then someone says, you can't change the deck of cards, you get dealt. And I go, hang on, I'm on the boat. Now I have to go to the card table kind of thing. So it's not that the metaphor is wrong. It's just that you're not building on the one you already have. I think yeah, this you've was jumped, really the you've, power you've, of it yeah. for me. Yeah, you've, you've jumped and you changed. And as you said, the, the, the power of using these type of uh, these words and words are very powerful is that they are planting images and you're tapping into something that somebody already knows. So if you've got a new, uh, you know, I help uh, brands with with their with their products and product description. So if you've got something that that people that is new, you've then got to you've then we've then got to I'm use another metaphor. We've got to make a bridge for people to come for people to walk across from something that they don't know into something. Oh yeah, this is like this. Mm. So that's why you would use those because you, you're then tapping into things that they know, characters, situations, places, things that they that they have then become familiar with. So when you're trying to 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 articulate what it is that your brand has to offer, they can they can say, oh yeah, I can see, and they can see you know that concept. And one of the concepts that we go in there is the what's in it for me, W I I F M which is mm. this radio station that everybody's tuned into what's in it mm. for me. And that doesn't mean that people are, are go walk around being selfish, but, but when you have an opportunity to sell your product, I think it has to be that you can talk about how great it is and that it, that it has a, a dial and it goes bing and it does this and it's a wonderful machine. They won't hear that. You know, it's, it's, they, they want to hear how it's going to make their life better and how it connects to them. So that's why we must use that kind of language, especially if we have a, a new concept or a, a, a something which is maybe unfamiliar. We have to show how it as actually is more familiar than, than, than perhaps they first thought when they encountered your product or service. Mm. And I think that's a, that's a great point. I love that, that comment, this is like this. And, and that's what we're looking for because if the, if the brain and if we're unfamiliar with something, we we discount it. But once we start to think, oh, now I, I kind of get it. It's a bit like this. Now I want to know more if the if it was a bit like this that I liked. But also if it was a bit like this that I didn't like, I will know exactly where to put it. But I, I love that expression of our brain sort of saying to us, oh, so this is like this. Yeah, now and that, I get it. It makes mm. it yeah, and it make, it makes it, it makes it easier because obviously inherently people are are wary of new situations and and change. I mean, we've talked about this in the past. The people mm. who, are, or we've even talked about in this conversation, how how I, at different points of my life there was things that I really knew that I needed to do. Mm. I even knew how to do them, but did I do them? I didn't. There was a recent example. Yeah, there was a recent example. There was a recent example. I'm speaking on my new computer. And, and, yes. and, you know, I knew that uh, I'd received actually like flagged up warnings for the last few months telling me that uh, that if I didn't change my computer, it would start to get, it was getting out of date and it uh, it needed to be changed. So I knew I knew it needed to be done. But 
again, I just didn't want to go through the hassle of what, or what I perceived to be the hassle of the of the migrating to a new computer because I had so much work and other stuff on my old computer. But again, the learning thing was it really wasn't hard. You know, I, I, there was a migration assistant and it, it worked fine. Yeah, but it wasn't until it was painful. It, well, yeah. did it, isn't it? I mean, that well, was a great lesson, wasn't it? <laughs> that's 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 true. People, and of course, as, in, as business owners or business people, then then and uh, or trying to help people, you, you have that's an important thing to un- understand is that people won't really change, and even if they know it's the right thing for them, until it becomes painful. Mm. And, and of course, business businesses, we are in the change, which we're in the change management thing. Although you might not think it. So, Kim, you're trying to change and help people build their their confidence and their brand around themselves. And I'm trying to trying to change people's outcomes. That's what we're doing. If we sell uh, if we sell pizzas, we're changing people from them being, uh, you know, either hungry or there's different levels. That's the other thing that you have to understand is that is that is that uh, if you if you run a restaurant, yeah, of course, you might be providing people who are hungry with food but you also might be providing a venue for someone to have a catch up with a friend you might prefer having a venue for someone to propose so it's this different levels of which where of, of where our product or service satisfies human needs mm-hmm. and building that bridge is is also a really nice way to think about it because if we we think about we're standing on either sides of the river and i use this quite a lot in my coaching, thinking about the, the, the waters rushing between us. Um, we want to communicate something and connect with the person on the other side. Uh, but what we need to do is build a bridge, but we can't do it on our own. So we have to start to think about, well, what's the need? What's the connection? How do I invite them in? And how do we create, how do I create that bridge that they then become part of building so that. Yeah. And then of course it, it is. It. It. I say it's not. Uh, it's. It's not rocket science. It is scientific. So, if we, in this particular case, if you imagine that it, it's more complex, in that we have to understand who that particular audience is. If If I were to give a speech and I was speaking to an audience of of of, of uh, women, I would use. I would not use the mechanistic metaphors, which seem to work. Again, this is ge- these are generalizations, uh, but but I wouldn't start talking about gear changes and and levers and driving and stuff like that, which mm. which tend to work very well with men. Mm. I would tend to I would tend to use a natural metaphor. Yeah, mm. but but they they are really powerful. If you imagine, uh, say on one of my courses, you'll see that I've got a picture of Martin Luther King, and he says uh, he says I have a meme on my one because that's it that's what he did he, you know he had it he had a dream yeah i have a meme he had yeah. to, because we want to we want to make these things which are, are, are communicable and transmissible if you know if you imagine the martin luther king stood up and he said i have a vision that by the end of q3 there'll be a, a there'll be there'll the, the, the race relations will be 20 percent low it wouldn't have that impact no <laughs> But it could be. It's the same. It would be that you just it, it destroyed. I have a dream for me. Yeah, <laughs> I have a vision. I have an inkling that by the end of Q three, there will yeah. be an improvement in race relations. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> year on year, in real terms. 
So it, we we have that's that's the power of that that's the power of of words. Obviously, he, he had a dream, and obviously, if you've got a dream, dreams are great things because people can connect to them. Everybody has has dreams and stuff. Mm. But I say it comes it comes to you to 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 understanding your audience on how they will benefit from what it is that you have to to offer them, and and sticking to the suite of words. I guess we've talked about you know. Yeah. linked words so for example one of my programs is a uh, pathfinder so you know we've we've talked about okay so what are all the just what are all the words that are associated with pathfinder just well, dump again, them on a page again and- it makes yeah it makes it makes it easier so if you've got if you had as, as you know you had you've got a program for personal development so mm. let's say you call it if you call it program for personal development then that in people's heads then that's that's not sure there but pathfinder and that immediately appeals to people who feel that they're lost or not sure of what path to take. Yeah. So then it makes it, they say, it makes it easier to make those decisions about things about about well, I'll work with you to find your personal path, your your compass. Yeah, and not to go well off piste, which is kind of a pathfinder metaphor, but not to go off piste with find your trajectory and your vision and all of that sort of thing. It, it, it's like that's mixing kind of the metaphors, isn't it? It becomes yeah. less about this path and finding our way and more about something else, which I'm not quite sure. So there's yeah. like a disconnect in the middle of the messaging. Yeah, if you, a- of course, if you get it strong, then if, if you get it connected, then it just makes what you're doing seem right to the right to the, obviously the thing that i'll say here is you can't you cannot appeal to everybody you just you just can't what you've got to do really is to do this in such a way that then it shines to the people who really need it yes. they, they'll see it so that what's in it for me it will the signal will come through really strong because you've mm-hmm. thought about what it is that how it will help them so yep. as, as i say a, a pathfinder plan and the things is going to appeal to people who are not sure what path to, to do yeah they will then look through for other things that are congruent they'll look to say well who is kim to tell me about what path i should take but then you can see that your genuine story is one of, of that you've walked you've walked the path yeah so yeah. if you think things, then I can help you avoid the pitfalls. Yes. It, it, so it all, it all becomes, let's say, it becomes congruent. It becomes in alignment. And that then seems stronger to, mm. to, to, our, to our audience. And the, it, the impact is much larger. Yeah. And it continues to reinforce that, you know, there's that whole thing, isn't it, about building trust, building familiarity. And it's, it's almost like drip feeding, isn't it? Um, but mm. you need to drip feed the same or similar message. If you do lots of messages, then nothing lands. It's just kind of like a scattergun approach, isn't it? Sure, and you can you know one thing you can do, whatever field you're in, as I say, this is 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 that you can Google um, some of your of the competitors or other brands and things that are out there, and then see if see how congruent they are. See if they've got this in in place. Mm. You'll mm. often fi- you'll often find that that they that they that they that they aren't they completely miss. I mean, I, I used to do a lot of work with with law firms, and if you type in law firm, you will see that the first thing you come to the website is a picture of all of their lovely offices. Yeah, you know, skylines in Singapore and things and like that. So immediately, I'm thinking, oh, they're getting lots of money and they're spending it on big building. I'm not seeing people. You know, if you mm. think about what that what really, if you're going to a lawyer or something, let's say it's a uh, it's a family law, it's for, for a divorce or something, or it's a personal injury, you, it's an expert business with people. 
So mm. you want to see is you want to see that you don't want to see things. Those typical things you'll see, which are I think out of alignment, are we are award winning things. We've won this. We've won ISO number th- whatever these different accreditations mm. are. Instead of speaking to people and saying, "We will help you," this is the person who's going to help. Yeah. So mm. to my mind, that's that the things. But you'll see that and have a look at uh, what people uh, what people are doing. Mm. and and seeing see whether whether they've really got it yeah you know when, when i think when you find one that resonates with you you'll see that, that that's why it's because mm. they whatever whatever approach they've taken is congruent mm. so what's coming up for you eddie You're, you've got so many interests and um <laughs> you know here we are in um you know the, the back end of 2021 you know what what have you got coming up for the next couple of months that you're going to round the year out with well um as you know i'm 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 helping you and a couple of people with projects which are really do with the um the experience of packaging ip and putting it online and marketing and selling it um so i've got a couple of those i'm doing that i have my own course uh from value genie Mm -hmm. which uh which will be coming out soon yep which is to do with 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 this um, with messaging and and and, and writing. Value Genie's David Pinder has a course on customer centricity and customer centric communications, mm-hmm. and that will be coming out. So I've got a thing. I've got so I have a screenplay that's in development in Hollywood, and I've got a call tonight at ten o'clock. Well, that's because Hollywood. That, that that's like uh, that's I don't know what time that is. Probably like lunchtime in in yeah. in, in Hollywood. So I've got I've got that on the on the go. That's that's all that I'm planning. <laughs> and we'll see what else happens, we'll right? See, what we'll other see, opportunities we'll come s- up? We'll see what the opportunities come up. Yeah, great. So listeners, we will put the links for those two programs, Eddie on um, messaging and with uh, David Pinder on customer centric communications. Uh, we will put links to both of those in the show notes. So if you're interested, go and uh, click on those links and and have a look there. So, Eddie, we've been we've been talking for about um, would you believe it, like forty five minutes now? That's amazing, and we've we've talked about all sorts of different things. Uh, you've you've had such a, I think, such a diverse and slightly eccentric path. Yeah, absolutely. Life. Yeah. Um, and what I, I'd like to ask you is there is there like a nugget or a a piece of wisdom or advice that that you'd like to leave for building brand new listeners today? If it's on, if it's on the the uh, communication side of it, I think I think it, it it is that you've really got to consider how your product or service improves the life of your customer. So you've got to you've got to consider it from from their perspective, and really really kind of think about them and the audience and how and and how you know what that what that what is that they want to hear. Because that is, you know, the big mistake that people can make, as as we've talked about before, is is that they you understand fully the, the your solution from your perspective. Okay, so as 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 a, to to go back, echo back through this conversation, you could have called this your Pathfinder personal development plan or something, or personal mm-hmm. development course, and that would that wouldn't be. It's right. It's still a personal development thing, but it isn't resonant with a particular audience set. Yeah. So if you're so if you're helping, you know, if you're helping particular, you know, particular audience type thing, if you consider it from their perspective, 
that will take you a long way or say save you a lot of heartache and a mistake because you could you could have spent months working on a project and planting that without actually considering that then when you come to take it to market find it's not resonant and then Mm. you're not getting sales and you're not getting the impact that you thought you were it's because that fundamental mistake of of not considering the audience what it is they want from you what they want what they want to hear Mm. Because that's what Paul Simon says in the song. I think it's the box. It says, a man hears what he wants to hear and he disregards the rest. And it's so true. Yeah. It is I've, so true, isn't that's it? That's it. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I've, I've say Frankie Luntz said, said it's, 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 it's not, he said something, it's not what you say, it's what people want to hear. Yeah. So hopefully, so that's, a, hopefully that's a good, that's a good, that's a, a good nugget. I think it's a great. Nugget. I think that one of the things I always talk about is that your brand exists in the world of other people. So it's yeah. perfect. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't mean that, the, you know, obviously you don't want to, it's not about, about lying to them. It's not telling them things that aren't true, but it's, it's about hearing things in, 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 right pers- in right perspective, you know. So if it, if it is going to be hard, you, you, you know, you tell them, well, it's going to be hard, but here, I've done it. Reassure yeah. them and things you've got. So if you, if you think, consider exactly where, how they'll be feeling at any point or through that journey. So mm. that's why it's still congruent with the story because at different points in the, in, in a story, different things happen. You know, yeah. they, at a certain point there, somebody's ready. If you imagine mm. in a store, in a screenplay or things like Indiana Jones or whatever, at a certain point that, that he's, that they're ready for something to happen. Yeah. Mm. So your audience, for a lot of people listening here, they're ready for the mentors to come into their life to give them yep. the plan. But then you've got to come and show them that you're going to hold their hand, take them by the hand, lead them through the jungle. Yes. You'll and find avoid, the path. <laughs> yeah. Let's avoid, we'll avoid the quicksand. Yes, exactly. Perfect. And if people wanted to get in touch with you or wanted to find you, how would they do that, Eddie? Well, you can just send me a, an email and you're going to send the links out. Right? It's at david.rattray at valuegenie.com or they can connect to me on, on LinkedIn. Well, I knew this was going to be an all over the place, amazing conversation. And it has it has been that. So I want to thank you for your time and and all your knowledge and your stories today. It's been absolutely brilliant to have you on, on Building oh, thanks, Brand thank, thanks for Thanks thanks for having me on. And hopefully uh, people find it uh, useful for them. I'm sure they will. Okay. Thanks again. And thanks. listeners, I'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Building Brand You podcast. I'm Kim Hamer. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And for all the latest news and tips, become a member of the brand new Building Brand You Facebook group. I help people to accelerate their success by unlocking their greatest asset. If you'd like to find out more, please book in for a free 20-minute coaching call at calendly.com forward slash Kim Hamer forward slash BBY chat. Accelerate your results by unlocking your greatest asset, you.